Hello, and welcome to another season of the Storied Arcs podcast. I am your co-host, Mike. And I'm your co-host, Alex. And this week, we are diving in to Outpost Zero, Volume 1. Now, if you're reading the collected edition, like I mentioned in the Zero that I have, you will not know that Volume 1 is actually called The Smallest Town in the Universe. Uh, they, for some reason, they got them numbered as three chapters, but they didn't include chapter names. I actually really like the names of the trades. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that at all, Alex, but... I, 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 mean, I, I, I like when they... You know, when, when you go out of your way, that it's just like volume one, volume two, volume three. I, I, I like having a name there. I, th- I think it's uh, right. it, it shows some effort in the story there. But in the collected but edition, like, it is just volume one, though, right? It's chapter one. It, yeah, right? it's just chapter one. Yeah. And, and there, there are just three chapters, correct? And, and when it was coming out in single issue, it wasn't the smallest town in the universe part one, you know, for the first it was issue. Not, no. Which, like, you know, those in those cases, you have to name the trades. Here, it's just kind of a bonus, and I like it. Um, that being said, a lot of books don't do it. I, you know, I think Paper Girls is just one, two, three, four, five, six. It is, yeah. Uh, Killer yeah. Be Killed was one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just going through ones that we covered on the podcast. But there are, I mean, like a couple. We, you know, we just covered, we just covered Die. Die not only does we that, definitely but, had them, yeah. But, but they also, they also name all of their issues. Um, Zero has a similar thing. There are actual issue names, which you know are. Oh yes, they're, which they're, again you lose. In the collected in the, editions, you do, you do. So, like, and are those critical? I, I, I don't know if they're critical or not. I think they're interesting. You know, when when, when you're reading a single issue, it's one of those things you get because you, you, you. That's the first thing you see when you open the issue. You get a bit of a tease. You know, for example, issue one of Apo Zero, it's called Plunge Slash Yield. You know, you're like, well, what does that mean? Like, that's, well, since like you're talking the about the intro, why don't you point out what you just pointed out to me on the splash oh, sure. page? Sure, sure, sure. Well, um, so. You know the the first thing um, in, in each single issue, you know, is a credits page for 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 this book. So you get the full credits page of the creators of Skybound of Image, uh, and then as you go on, um, there's a a small summary blurb as well. So not only is it credits, but it's recaps. Um, and at the bottom of the page, there are uh, you see five figures. Um, they're not silhouettes. You you see them in, in how they're dressed, so they're identifiable. Uh, they don't have faces weirdly though, but they're five figures, which as you've read, you read along, you know um retroactively that uh from left to right, they are Liss, Mitchell, Aaliyah, Stephen, and Sam, which are our five main characters, our five main kids that we follow. Um, again, this is the first thing you see when you open the first issue. Of course, then as you go along by the end of the first issue, we see what happens to Stephen. We see Stephen's, you know, going out into the frost and 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 dying. Um then what happens is starting in issue two, that recap page, um, it's the same, it's the same figures, except Stephen is missing now. And and what happens is you get a a a visual representation things that make sense the further you go on in that, again, the way the order is set up, again, going from left to right, Liz, Mitchell, and Aaliyah are three together, and now there's a gap to where um, where Stephen was um, and a gap between the rest of the group and Sam, which is reflects what happens in the story because Sam is kind of the outsider, and as we see in the first issue, his only connection to the rest of the group is his friendship with Steven. Like it's kind of like we're friends with Steven and this guy's friends with Steven, but we're not friends together. You know, it's, it's that kind of situation there where Steven is the link between the group of friends he grew up with and this other guy. Well, now that he's gone, 
the only connection between the two groups is missing. So there's a visual, there's a representation, there's a gap there shown. Um, and, and as the book goes along, uh, you know, as we go into the, um, you know, further volumes of the line, further issues, we'll, we'll get there when we get there in, in, in the coming weeks. But we see how the, you know, the, as the kids start, um, kind of working a plan and coming together and getting to know each other better, we see that orientation on the credits page change, which I think is an interesting... It's, an, I think it's it, really it, interesting. It's and a I, really cool thing to, to show, to start the issue that way. You can kind of see where, quite literally, you see where our characters stand. You see who they're with, who they're working with, and all that. And and it's 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 one of those cool things that I noted... Notice going back through again, being like, "All right, I forgot they had did had, had they had done this." Because as you're reading it, you don't really see that. You, you're not paying attention to the story that way. You're you're just getting into the actual story. But to to see the recap page and and know what's coming now on a re, on a reread, um, and to see something like that, and to see the care that's put into that. Again, this is this it's, it's a, the credits and it, the credits page, and it's got you know uh, a, a two sentence recap of the pre, of what's happened so far, the previous issue. You know, it, it's easy to skip over that if you've been reading all this. You know, I, I know what's going on this in, in the story. You skip past that page and you get right into the story. But to to, to have the care to to put that visual representation into the book, uh, I think is really cool and really notable, and 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 not something you see very often. You know, to 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 care enough about their that that kind of recap page to do something story. Maybe well, story what strikes out to me, or what, what jumps out at me, or strikes me is is that. There's almost no way that's in the script. That's all the artists taking the initiative of saying, like, "Hey, just because it's a credits page doesn't mean it has to." Be or, or, or it's a, I, I I don't know if it's in the script, but I, I want it's probably something they talked about. Like, hey, here's something we can do, and then something something that we can then have fun with down the line in terms of shifting characters around and changing things. Like, I I I feel like that's the kind of thing they would have, um, just like a discussion with maybe with them. Maybe between McKeever and and Tefengi with maybe with the editor, you know, I, I feel like that's the kind of thing you would do. You something you, you talk about, and then once you once you strike on that idea, once you glom onto that, you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. We can keep doing that and 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 ride it through. So, um, but yeah, I, I it's not something you. I mean the the recap page, the 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 full the full page devoted to a recap and and credits and all that is 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 rare and rare um but then to to use that page for more than just a recap summary of the previous issues but to also do something else visually with it i think that's really fun and interesting um and again it, it is something that you lose uh in the collections and 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 in in both about the trade and the complete collection, because if you're reading the whole thing, like you don't need to stop every 22 pages and be like, "Here's the author again. Here's the the the, the full yeah, credits and all I, that." Yeah, it's stuff. just one of those trade offs for single issue readers. And I yeah. think the greatest uh, example that I can think of was the pure delight I had reading uh, Royal City the first time by Jeff Lemire, because in the back of each issue is a letter, which usually those letters get, you know picked up and shoved in the back of a trade. So it's like, yeah, okay, a trade reader would get that, but they would have to like ping pong back and forth between like, I finished this chapter, let me oh, go read yeah, the letter. Yeah. Um, you, you don't get them in order. It's, right, the you're not reading happened. them in the right order. Yeah. But Royal City also had a playlist yeah. that he wrote for each issue that mm -hmm. did not make it into the collected traits. Uh, now, uh, I know there's a complete oh, right, collection right. out. Maybe it's in yeah. there. And I know you can like look them up on Spotify, but it still just felt like this little private thing between you and the author. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was just magic. And I think that's nice that 
it's nice when they do that. So rather than framing it as something that the collected reader is missing out on, it's something extra for the single issue reader. Because they're That's the ones fair. who really keep the book going. That's fair. Right? It's That's that fair. relationship. Yeah. But the, so it's like you're not missing any story or anything essential, but you get oh, to yeah. feel like some insider baseball with yeah, a product yeah. in a creative world that you love. A hundred. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's, it's it's not story significant. It is just a bonus of like there's care and effort um, into every page of this comic. You know the that the it isn't just it isn't just the the, the script and the panels, but the design to, of the credits page has been taken into account to the fact that what's happening in each issue is being reflected on that page. So yeah, it just, it's an extra level of, of care and attention that that most comics don't even uh, don't have, which isn't a knock on them. It's because credits pages like this just don't exist. You know, you know, the ones that do exist like this, where it's a full page of all credits. A lot of times they come at the end, you know, after the story is done and you've wrapped up, you, you read the credits page and then there's like previews for like other books that are coming out, you know, it's that sort of thing. So to have this to be the very first thing um, after you open the issue for, from the, from the cover, uh, I said, I, I think it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, you know, what else is cool to see yeah. and I'm just going to get straight into it here. Sure. What I loved about this and what I think the title of this suggests the smallest town in the universe. I think this is a pure sci-fi play. And I think that's almost lost nowadays because uh, movies that do sci-fi almost always make it sci-fi adventure or sci-fi action. And uh, a lot of comics like Paper Girls is sci-fi, but man, it's like full throttle action. Like it's nonstop. There's always a chase or a fight or a punch or something being thrown. Whereas this is like a small town drama. It's just that the setting happens to be um, yeah. that, um, what, what's the, the Aristotelian, um, impossible probability type scenario yeah. where it's, it's like, yeah, they're in a space colony and they're struggling to survive, but it's beyond, you know, that's the setting. And then the characters are just kind of living out a real human story mm-hmm. with a problem that we just wouldn't encounter. Yeah. Uh, but we can translate most of the emotions, uh, from our yes. world to theirs and vice versa. Yes. 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 yes, yes. And, and so like, there's not a lot of action depicted here like they're throwing a dodgeball around for a couple pages yeah and you know uh and then like you know this big storm hits and you see them bracing for it but it's mostly people sitting around talking and i love it oh no it's 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 character drama it's a i mean obviously especially in this first arc you know where we're dealing with the death of steven the character you know we we only meet for one issue and and so it's an it's an incredibly emotional um story arc because you know you you got you've got kids you know these, these they're what, 14 i think you've got kids dealing with the loss of of a friend of a colleague um and and not just that but in the way they lost him you know and then on top of that you also have you mentioned this ice storm you know and, and one thing i love about about this this arc here is that we have parallel tracks here you know the adults are worried about like we got to survive we got to break this ice Otherwise, the dome collapses, and if that happens, we all die. You know, we have this very, this this, this very practical. We live on this harsh environment, and <laughs> that's always trying to kill us. We have to figure out how that, how to fix that, so we can keep living. And then this other storyline of these kids, of like again, trying to deal and process with, with, with the death of a of, of a friend, um, specifically death by suicide here. And it it isn't like they're immune to death. 
You know, when you have a colony like this, I'm sure they they all have known people who have died. I think we we do learn that. I think Mitchell, you know, his his mother died by suicide as well. So they, they, these are things that they live with, but still having to process one of your friends at that age. So you have that their journey as kids working it that way. And you also have something very relevant for for the adults who run this colony. You know, you have these parallel tracks here, but you're right. In terms of action, is that it, it, it's there's kind of kids emotions and like the bureaucracy of like, how do we deal with this problem of our town? You know, like those are our two paths. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just thinking of the, um, of the West wing line where they were talking about, I, I forget what it was. it was. Something about paid maternity leave or something like that. And, and uh, Josh Lyman says something like, you know, how do they do it in Scandinavia? And, and Amy Gardner yeah. says, uh, yeah, but everyone in Scandinavia kills themselves. Kills and yeah. he was like, well, that's pretty hard to argue with. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is like a little Scandinavia. This is like yeah. the, uh, you know, freezing tundra and the number one cause of death is suicide. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the depiction, I mean, it's important that we capture that, not just because suicide's a recurring theme, but it kind of shows like they are living a very short scale version of like planet Earth. Where they're yeah. like, eventually this dome won't exist and then we're all dead. Like, you know, there's no terraforming this planet and there's no uh, leaving either. They're not, there's they're no not leaving. There's no terraforming. Yeah. yeah. We're just in here until it decides we're not. And to have some agency or some control because life is so bleak and you're like, you know, the best I can hope for is to stay in this dome for 60, 70 years. And then, like, all they did was, was take the existential crisis of earth and society and just shrink it down into a snow globe, which yeah. is a, like the cover art for the first trait. It's their whole dome. Yeah. In a snow globe that mm-hmm. Aaliyah is holding, which is, uh, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's exactly what, what they're dealing with. It, it, and it's something that. And, and I think it, people it, who struggle with depression. Oh yeah. This is a great metaphor for mm-hmm. what it feels like. It's yeah. like, everything is so finite. Everything's so confined. Like I can't really see any purpose, yeah. uh, you know, in living out my days. Yeah, uh, and I think that's exactly how the people in here are feeling. That being said, the first suicide we witness is um, Stephen, mm-hmm. and we are now, and we are led to believe because our main character, which I'm calling Aaliyah, the main character. I don't know if oh, they oh, passed yeah. the baton oh, a little bit, but I, she's I, the main character, d- definitely, definitely for the first time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, she doesn't buy that. Yeah. She, you know, she doesn't think, oh, he just couldn't deal with life anymore, like so many other people here. Mm-hmm. Um, what's not questioned though is like, okay, well, if there was some other reason that he took his own life that wasn't that, could it be that it's not this dread catching up with everyone here yeah. and that there's some other force at work causing yeah. these deaths? Uh, so they've not questioned that, but I wonder if they'll pull on that thread. In the coming yeah. chapters, but, yeah, but I, I think that, or but, if that was just like this is an established thing, whoever well, wanted it, to make it look like you know he died under non-suspicious circumstances, you just make it look like a suicide. Well, but I, I, I think what it comes down to though is that they've been here long enough, and like this isn't the first time someone has done something like this, you know, like this right. isn't so this so so the. I don't think it's an unfair assumption to think that because, you know, you hear all the things that I think uh, you hear in case like that. We're like, well, he didn't seem he didn't say anything. He didn't seem depressed. He seemed he seemed fine. I talked to him yesterday, you know, and and 
and I think those are ways that 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 people try to rationalize why someone would, would take their own life. You know, yeah, because they definitely because, how people process. You know, I've been the, to enough of yeah, those yes, funerals because they're, they're thinking about it from a rational standpoint, as it has to be rational. When oftentimes it it, it isn't. You know, and so you see Aaliyah struggling with that. But I think that's when you see some of the adults being like, well, listen, like, I'm sorry, but like, this is just what happens. This is what people do. You know, you get to a point and that's it because that is their experience with all of this. You know, they've been here long enough. I think we find out, um, I think somewhere in issue four, the, so the end of this first arc that the outpost has been going on for like over 200 years now. Like they've been, so they, they've been here for a long, long time, you know? Um, and all they've been doing, like the, their whole existence is simply to keep existing, you know, like that's all, all they have is, is to keep existing. Everything you do is, is you're living simply to live. And I think there is, there was a conversation in that first issue. Um, I think Aaliyah and, Aaliyah and Steven are are they're on the 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 seesaw, you know, and and they're going back and forth, and and you know I guess they're they're kind of talking about what they what they want to do, you know, as they grow up here and things like that, and 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 Steven is very forceful about you know I think he's 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 kind of criticizing Aaliyah because Aaliyah wants to join her parents on the discovery team, which is the team that goes out there to try and learn and find new things about the planet and all that. And, and Steven on some level is like, that's a waste of time. Like we, we, what are we doing? Wasting resources, trying to find and, 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 and explore other things when we're struggling so hard simply to go by day by day. You know, I think he, he, he ends that conversation that says like, forget about thriving. We need to survive. Yeah, that, and that's yeah, a, that's the constant tension Absolutely. for the series, yeah, and for humanity. You know, there's yeah. always that's a basic, like conservative versus liberal approach. You know, conservative is let's hunker down with what we have, you know, make the most of it and enjoy life as much as possible. And you know, the progressive or the liberal, and I'm speaking in terms of temperament, not in terms yes. of yeah, 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 know, political leaders. political ideology. Yeah, um, it's always pressing for you know what's better, what's out there. You yeah. know what could it be rather what, than it, what is it? Exactly, exactly. Um, and I, I and as I read this conversation here, I, I thought of the um, I don't know if you watched the um, the Battlestar Galactica reboot on Sci Fi Channel. Um, I've not I seen the original like or the reboot. Oh, the reboot's fantastic, but but there's a line from from Admiral Dama, the you know the kind of the the main head honcho, when he says, you know, it, it's 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 not just it's not enough just to live. You have to have something to live for. Yes. You know, like, 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 right. and, and that is a, that is a common theme in, in this type of story, right? Where we're talking about the, the, I, I think the phrase they use, whether it's here or later on in the story is the generational ship, you know, again, the, the last arc of humanity or w- w- whatever we want to call it. Um, those types of stories of humanity's last hope, whether it's one ship or a fleet, however it is, we have left the place where humans are now to go somewhere else, another refuge. And, and it is that tension that you mentioned. It is, it is, what are we doing this for? Is it, you know, all of humanity is, is, is on this ship and our responsibility is to simply let keep humanity going. Well, is that enough? You know, what are you living for? If, if all you're living for is to live and that's what the outpost is here every day is just about making it to the next day. 
and 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 there is there is no room for really anything else. There's no room for discovery for like right. even and like I amazement. To certain you know? people, that discovery is what makes life worth living, and when that is taken away by yes, society, what else do you have? You know, that yeah. what else do you have? So before yeah. we get too far off of the topic of suicide, not that we yeah. want to spend the entire time here. Sure, sure. I did pull this quote uh, that I think is really powerful. It's a little long, but I'll, you know, I'll read it. It's um, from David Foster Wallace. It's in the book, Infinite Jest. And uh, now bearing in mind, this is a man who did end up years later taking his own life. Uh, so he understood the struggle. He says, the so-called psychotically depressed person who tries to kill herself doesn't do so out of, quote, hopefulness or any abstract conviction that life's assets and debts do not square. And surely not because death suddenly seems appealing. The person in whom its invisible agony reaches a certain and unendurable level will kill herself the same way a trapped person will eventually jump from the window of a burning high rise. Make no mistake about the people who leap from burning windows. Their terror of falling from a great height is still just as great as it would be for you or me standing speculatively at the same window, just checking out the view, i.e. the fear of falling remains constant. The variable here is the other terror, the fire's flames. When the flames get close enough, falling to death becomes the slightly less terrible of the two terrors. It's not the desiring the fall, it's terror of the flames. And yet nobody down on the sidewalk looking up and yelling, don't hang on, can understand the jump. Not really. You have to be personally trapped in the flames and felt them uh, to really understand a terror way beyond that of falling. End quote. When was uh, when was Infinite Chess written? I think 96, 95. I mean, it's like 3,000 pages. Well, <laughs> it was no, probably yeah. written over the from 1992 to 95. Well, I, I guess my, my, yeah. my, my point is, though, as you were saying that, like, my thoughts went back to 9-11 to 9-11 yeah yeah and the idea of there is it's definitely pre-9-11 yeah yeah, yeah. Th 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 there is the idea of um of of taking control in that moment yes. right well that you in know? you know it's like i guess i would rather fall from this height and die instantly than burn alive yeah well it, yeah that's yeah. the choice yeah. and that's what but, he's saying you know depression is he's like yeah. You can't see what the flames are on the other side that yeah. makes like they don't want to die, yeah. but dying is more appealing in that moment than what yeah. they have to endure. Yeah, uh, yeah. which is yeah. the same as someone jumping from. It's a really powerful well, analogy. And, and I think, and I think w w w when you take that take that mindset and and you you place it again in in the setting here at Outpost Zero, which again you, this this highly contained, highly isolated, completely isolated colony here of. Um, Everyone, everyone feels, or I, I guess the, the view is everyone has an obligation to everybody else, right? This only works if everybody does their job, you know, and, and, and pulls in the same direction. And, and you see what the reaction is to, to Stephen's, to Stephen's suicide, you know, the, whatever the, the, the magistrate yeah. or who, yeah, the shaming, whoever, whoever was kind of speaking at the funeral talks about it's, um, you know, uh, an epidemic of selfishness is spreading through our youth. Which is, I think, that that's both specific to this comment, to this and story, written, and ripped from our own headlines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the the idea of, but yeah, the idea that it is selfish to take your own life, to choose yourself over the work, because the work is society, and and, and I I in the wake of that, I I like what they did with our four other kids, showing how 
Some of these, them tow the party line. Well, different reactions, yeah. you know. So you on on one hand you have you have Mitchell who lashes out with anger, you know, like just seething rage, and yes, spinning the idea of of it was selfish, you know, you know he he chose himself over over the greater good and all that. And, well, but and, some of that's and, also like masking. It's like, oh, well, well, you know, uh, it, life here is hard enough. We're living the same hard life you were, and now you've yes. made mine a little harder. Because it, 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 exactly. now I have to deal with your death. Exactly, that feeds into all that. So you see him lash out with rage. You see Sam, who was obviously already pretty isolated. You know, he turns even further inward. You know, which again, that that's a that that is a a a, a relatable reaction to 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 the death of a friend, especially at, at a young age. You have Liz, who almost seems to disassociate. Like, she's like, oh, I'm just going to focus on on the good memories. You know, like, I, I remember who it was. I'm not going to think about anything bad. Right. And then no, you they, have... Well, that and, I mean, that's clearly a, like, a rote playbook. Yes, it's like, yes, yes. This is yeah. what we do when someone yes. dies. Yes. Because yeah, yeah, it yeah. happens enough that yeah. we have to have, yeah, yeah, like, you know, we can't go back into the whole pity process every single yep. time. Otherwise, yep. we'd be in constant despair. Yep. So here's how we've adjusted. Yeah. And then you have finally you have Aaliyah who goes into detective mode. She, in her mind, it's like, well, I know Steven. He wouldn't have done this. There had to be a reason. So I need to figure out why. And she won't get closure until she figures out the answer. And so I think with these four kids here, you have four very relatable reactions to to the death of a, of a friend at that age. Um, I, I personally, myself, um, I, when three weeks after I graduated from high school, so at 18, one of my best friends was killed in a car accident. Um, it wasn't a suicide, but still at a young age, dealing with, with the loss of a friend like that. And so understanding what that, those emotions are, and I don't, not only understanding it for myself, but seeing it amongst my other friends as well, my group of friends and, and seeing how these kids play out and you see aspects of that. And, and it, I find that to be incredibly relatable because at that age, like you, you don't have, you don't have the the facilities to, to, to really process that. And, and I think even for these kids here who have, again, probably grown up and seen death a lot more and death in this way, a lot more um, it's, you still struggle with it when it's your friend when you don't have the answers, when you don't understand why, and all you're looking for is, is an explanation, which is the one thing you're never going to get. Um, and so to see them react this way and to see them depicted that way and seeing all of them work through it. Um, I, I said, I, I think that's, I think that's an important thing to show. And, and one thing I think that we talked about last week about how this book maybe has um, shifted its marketing idea. Now yeah. that now that's it's and collected, you know, um, I think well, this is and the I, kind of thing. I also think this book probably had an intrinsic marketing problem because it's sci-fi, but not really actiony. You yeah. know, if you're pulling yeah. this monthly and it's like we're four issues in and still just people sitting around talking inside a bubble, yeah. I'm yeah. like, this is exactly what I signed up for. Yeah. But I would yeah. imagine a lot of people see. Like you know, these bright colors and it's in space and it's mm -hmm. these teenagers and there's a robot. I think you're probably it, thinking a little little harder sci-fi. Well, even, yeah. even though the, the setting is very hard sci-fi, but or I even actiony. I mean, yeah, just like yeah, yeah. Give, you know, I, and I think that's another misunderstanding with comics as a medium. Like people think that because it's a comic book, it has to be punchy and kicky and you know, capes and flying around. Well, and hopefully like, we're no, past that a, now. Yeah. 
I would think so, but you know, I never know. Like, uh, you, just like any comic can be someone's first comic, I would like to assume that any episode of our podcast can be someone's first episode of our podcast. Sure. Um, and if this truly is reaching a younger audience, then perhaps the podcast has hit a new audience. Uh, you know, a younger audience that isn't isn't as experienced in this. You know, certainly that was my impression of comics before I read them was that like, yeah, yeah, the words are kind of like in the way, you know, it's all, it's all yeah. actiony stuff. And then, you know, we, I started seeing Marvel movies and my friends who were comic nerds on the ride home would be talking about all these intricate details from the plot in the comic. I'm like, how are these picture books conveying this? <laughs> and it's just like, it was sure. like yeah. the most unabashed ignorance uh, in the history of the world. So then when I finally helped when I was like, oh, this this actually takes a little while to get through. Like there's some meat on the bone here, uh, even in like old X-Men stories that my friend, you know, had in our apartment. I was like, this is a lot more words than I expected. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think that that is a good point in terms of in terms of marketing. And, and so what I was getting at with that is the idea of it. it I think when you read through, especially this first arc here, when you see what it's dealing with and you see what those heavy themes are and you think about, well, okay, well, um, as a single issue and in, and it came out in trade, this is at, at no point was it like specifically marketed towards a younger audience, you know, this would, so it'd be, it'd be an older audience, the kind of audience that would read, um, some of the stuff that comes out of skybound normally, um, comes out of image. Uh, and you see how think how they might react and 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 absorb the the themes and the kind of the messaging and the representation that you see in, in this first arc, and then think about it if you handed this book to a fourteen year old kid, if you, if you handed it to this book, if you handed that collected edition, that digest uh, size right. collected edition, you hand that to a kid who is of the same age of these characters, and you think about the kind of influence that can have excuse me, seeing these kinds of stories and the kinds of questions, um, the, I think the good kinds of questions, you know, the the kinds of ideas, the, the the kinds of things that this book and this story can spark in their minds and their imaginations. And I think w when I stop and, and, and look at it from that perspective, uh, it, 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 it's almost baffling to me that it, it wasn't marketed to a younger audience from the get-go, you know? I think yeah. about how much more impact this can have, and this story. And you, you, I think you mentioned it last week that um, in the inside cover of the the collected version, the digest collected version, it has like a trigger warning and, and a I was going to say, yeah, yeah about, I'm wondering about what's suicide the depth prevention. of our discussion uh, if we should be offering the same PSA, basically. I mean, maybe so. Uh, maybe you have so. to say, uh, yeah, yeah, it says Alpha Zero includes content and discussion. Of and related to teen suicide, reader discretion is advised. If you or someone you know has had suicidal thoughts or may need assistance, please call the National Suicide Prevention uh, Lifeline 1-800-273-TALK or call to or text 988. Um, uh, and then you can go to sprc.org uh, for Suicide Prevention Resource Center. So anyway. Well, yeah, uh, but, but the, the uh, and I think it's a perfect warning because it's it's. Yeah. It's 100%. bright and it's colorful, but it's actually yeah. pretty bleak. Yeah, and but I, I again, I, I think there's a reason why that's in the in the full collected edition in that digest size, marketed to a, a younger audience. Um, well, like you I were think saying, that, it might end up, you know, at Barnes and Noble, if they pick this up and don't open it, they might not know it's a graphic novel, and they no, might maybe, just yeah, go yeah. straight to the teen section. Yeah. You know, you look at 
like you know look at that and if i told you that's a book uh mm-hmm. where would you stick it you'd say yeah. well that's and for some reason and i don't know why this is the case publishers and authors i guess to some extent assume that kids are not interested in reading about anyone that isn't their age so like yeah. you know if it's a book for seven-year-olds the character will be seven and if it's a book for 10-year-olds the character will be 10 and if it's a book for uh 13-year-olds they will make the characters 13 um as an adult you know you have the freedom to read any of those things but for some reason they're like oh kids wouldn't read uh, you know teenagers wouldn't read outpost zero if it was about adults i'm like why wouldn't they i mean they might like give them a chance yeah yeah um, well and it's I, an I, extremely I, weird thing that we've all chosen to yeah, just well, go and, along and with I, I i seem to you know what experience i've seen with this is you think that the kids like to read up it's aspirational like if you're an 11 oh, year old yeah, kid no, i had so much yeah. pride about reading yeah. up yeah yeah if you're an 11 year old kid you want to read stories about the, the stories that are popular are going to be probably stories that are that feature characters that are like 14 and 15 or whatever right because that's aspirational in that way but uh but no i i think i think this book kind of pivoting in its marketing um i i think i i hope it finds a a a, a second life in that in that way and because i do think these are these are important topics um again it, it's the way that I, I it's the way that science fiction in general deals with with you know kind of modern day current topics but i think very specifically this this subgenre again we, we we talked about this this generational shift this last arc of humanity humanity's last hope kind of thing i already mentioned battlestar galactica which was a a a, a great source of 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 metaphor and allegory for our our, our world today which has you know a similar idea, similar gist of an idea that you can because you're in this far off setting, this this completely foreign setting, um, you can you can address these these concerns, these ideas that that exist in our modern day world, in our real world, but in a I don't know if you call it a safe environment or a, 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 a slightly off a slightly askew way or kind of a sideways view, but you but where it's not one to one. But you can still you can still make the connection. You can still see the parallels, you know. So here we're talking about again. We talk about we talk about suicide and or depression and mental health uh, issues. We're talking about the the I don't know personal freedom versus kind of for the greater good, you know. You know right. the the your 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 what do you owe to yourself and what do you owe to society, you know? And and how does that calculus change when your society is a few hundred people or maybe a thousand people on this isolated planet that you're never leaving. You're stuck on everything you have. Everything you are is going to be in this bubble. Um, so what is, what does it mean to, to, to do your work and live your life when everything every, you and everything else does is just here, you know, and, and you can, you can read that in, in, in this comic and, and see how that applies in, in, in our world now. And, and I think that, I think this, this, Fairly specific subgenre story, which actually is pretty prevalent of, of it's pretty plentiful, um, is uh, is is well positioned, I think, to to deliver that kind of message and allegory on our world. Yeah. Um, so I think we've gone tragically long now without addressing our the people on the front cover of the book. Yeah, maybe um, so. Uh, there's not much to say about most of the characters yet uh, in volume one. Uh, Aaliyah is yeah. our main character. Yeah. I think we learn that she's she's um 
an optimistic, hopeful character. Yes. And she's gritty and she's willing to do risky or troublemaking things, but not because she's a troublemaker, but because like of this great internal sense of like justice and needing to know the truth. Yeah. Is that fair? You know, she's she's not someone who gets like the, the, her jollies from like, going in the restricted section or doing something like that. Yeah. Uh, I would almost liken her to well, almost like a Hermione Granger yeah, or well, someone it, who's like, I, you know, I'd, I'd really rather stay inside the lines, yeah. but I'm working on something more important here. So I am going to need to just go ahead and do what I need to do. Well, yeah. And, and I think, I think we see that in, um, well, I think with a couple of things, it starts off with her, like making the, the, the jump. Cause she says she's done this, the calculations yes. and there's a gravity thing there. So it, it's, it's not she's not doing it for there's a thrill there but there's also it's the it's not the thrill so much of the the jump yeah, it's and the testing glide. her work it's like i gotta yes. know if i got the right answer exactly it's the thrill of discovery that i found something out here and i did the math i did the calculations i learned something and i think that comes from again her her parents are part of the discovery team and so their job is to go out and and to look for stuff, to find stuff, to 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 see what else is out there, and so she's grown up with that mindset of of thinking about what's next, thinking about more than just how do we get to the next day, which is what most everyone else is is focused on. But I do think the, what you talked about this idea of her, she has a determination and a relentlessness, and I think that comes in. I think it's an issue too, where we see that she's been assigned to what the planning team, I think. And and she's just like bored to tears and her, I think it's her mother sees that um, her, she sees that her, her attention is divided, you know, that she's right. not focusing and she recognizes that, okay, you've got something going on here. And until you deal with that, you're not going to be able to be a productive member of society because you're not going to be able to do oh the my things. Gosh. What a refreshing line is, from a parent is, in one of these books. Which is so great. It's so great that she recognizes that. Uh, but but you, you see that she understands that, okay, we ne- we're going to need you at 100% focus. We need everyone. Because we got the, you know, because the storm has come and 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 we need it, it is all hands on deck here, but um you're preoccupied with something. So until you get that out of your system, until you figure out what it is, go do that. And when you're done, you come back in and you're in hundred percent. And I do think, yeah, that that's an incredibly rare uh, mindset specifically for a pilot uh, for, 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 for a parent to have, you know, specifically to, to, to be that supportive. Cause of, oftentimes the parents just like the wet, the, you know, the wet blanket here, you know, and especially in this community where it's so survival focused. And I, I think that's, that's what sets, Aaliyah's parents apart, you know, what sets them apart. And I think what sets her apart as the character of you, you see where she gets it, you know? Yeah. She comes she by it, it honestly. Yeah. And you know, that's what makes them the discovery team. These aren't randomly assigned yes. positions. These are based on temperament, which ap- um, yeah, kind of leads us to lists, right? Mm-hmm. And we still don't know what the singularity is in this volume. She's ta- she every time she's on the page, she talks about like, oh, my singularity is in two weeks. It's coming uh, up, yeah. Which right. tells you it's, 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 it's a the, momentous thing. It's something important. It's a yeah. It's the it's the life defining thing. It's like not going to make any major decisions until this thing happens. Yeah. Obviously, and I think given their ages, 
given their society, this is clearly a coming of age story. Yeah. And clearly some rite of passage, some coming of age ritual. Um, you know, my my get my first impression guess was that this is uh th- this is matriculating from the educational institution into the workforce and you're being assigned your job. Yeah. Um yeah. just like is the critical point in in you know the divergent series or the Hunger Game series or whatever. It's like exactly yes. you turn yeah. to the sage and you move from child to worker bee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are now you are now contributing to society in some way, whatever, whatever it is. And and that's one of those things you, you as you mentioned, there's there's no at no point does anyone stop and explain what the singularity is. And I like that because everyone there should know what that is. You know, like, right. It's, it's, it's almost it, fourth there, wall no, breaking yeah. to turn around and say to us. Yes. Yeah, like here's what it is to be like as a reminder the singularity. Like, well, no, it, it, every character, every character there should know what that is. So I, I like in that way that it's not overexplained. That things aren't being held. Your hands not being held, and and that I I also like little things in terms of how the other ways of society works. In that they don't sit. There's no breakdown of like here's all the various. Um, vocations in this and you know there's planning you 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 know you you learn them organically as i come up you know there's discovery team there's the planning team there's um engineering there's uh uh uh, security services fabricate whatever it is you learn them as they go you know at no point does anyone stop and explain to any of the characters here are all the facets of our world because it wouldn't make any sense for them to do that all of those kids would know how what everything functions. So at no point would anyone need to explain all of these things. So that means us, the reader, we don't get that, but I don't think we need it. You know, I think the way it's delivered uh, to the reader, to the audience is just, you learn it organically. You learn it when you learn it. Oh, there's another team here. Oh, this is what, this is what uh, the fabrication team does. This is what, this is what the services team does. Things like that. You just, you get that information as it becomes relevant to the story and, and you are, you're spared the, the big expedition download of like, here's the history of, you know, here's all the, all the vocations. Here's what the, you know, you're not over explaining things to the reader. And, and I appreciate that they didn't do that. I appreciate yeah, and that. I dare they, say you could have found a clever way to do it. You know, if they're walking, well, 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 through the, the school and you walk past the classroom with the little young kids and you just yeah. see one caption bubble from the teacher explaining to the kids. Like, I, I, I don't know. Here's what I, the 14 yeah. year olds are going through this year. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, there are ways to do it that aren't so like ham handed. But then but then the the point of the story, when you start doing that is like it becomes well, the point of the story is to explain this world to you. Yes. Rather than to move you forward in this well, like. That's potential murder mystery, you know, that, that like this the whole chapter one here is some Scooby doing. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, and and that's exactly what I was gonna get at is that what I what I like the reason I don't think they did it is what you just mentioned, is that once you start explaining it in detail, your story becomes about the society and how it's built and how it functions. And this yeah, is well, and then the you owe them that, that much information yes, every you have time. To keep explaining it. Right. Yes, 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 yes. And and so which is why. I say I'm glad it, it isn't about that because I it's not that I don't care about that, but I at this point I really don't care. Like what are the teams it's not important what the teams are and what they do. What's important is that they they exist and that at a certain point everyone gets selected and you get put into a vocation and this is what you do now. You know? 
you're a doctor now. This is what you do. You're you're an engineer. You, you figure something. What's important is that those paths exist, not so much what they are. And and, and it's about knowing the the base, like this the base skeleton of the world, so that you can follow the story inside it. And it's not about it's not about the the mechanics of the world, I guess. You know? Right. And I think and and that's what I appreciate about how that information is delivered. It's delivered in a way where you you're not lost in the society, but you are not you're not lost because you don't know what's going on, but you're not lost in the story because you're so focused on on the behind the scenes mechanics. Yes. And yeah. But there's there's not much else to say about it other than yeah. the best stories, in my opinion, do this same thing. Like they do not over explain the world. They just say yes. yeah. follow the story. Yes, like, follow the characters. Like, don't yes. stop and smell everything along the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's like I, taking a dog for a walk yeah. and you have to stop and smell every tree and fire. It's like, oh my gosh, can we just get to where we're going? Yeah. And but I think a, that's how a lot of bad sci-fi writers are. They yes. want to overexplain. They they want credit for all the stuff they came up with. They, yes, they want they want the world. They want to show you how clever they are because look at all the stuff I did world building wise, and and if your story is just about that, then okay, great. That's probably not a story I'm gonna I'm personally gonna care about. But yeah, it, it needs to be focused on focus the characters, focus on the story, follow that, and then. The other parts of the world that seem mysterious, like what's around that corner? How does this work? You'll learn that when you learn that. You'll learn it when it comes important. You know, that isn't what the thing is actually about. And I agree. That's what the best stories, whether it's, I, I think, and I, I think it's not um, specific to, to like sci-fi fantasy, but I think it's 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 particularly important in sci-fi fantasy when you're dealing with an, a, a world that isn't our own and you have rules that are set up uh, in your story, the the best stories, are the ones that 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 know it's not about that. That isn't what's important. You have to have yeah. good characters. I mean, you I have even to have like good story when characters are tiptoeing around a rule of the world, and the reader just keeps thinking, "Why aren't they doing this obvious thing?" And then you find out ten issues later, "Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, you know that's why." Yeah. Like, and they which, don't tell you that because all the characters know. We, the characters right. in the story know why they're doing it. But just because the reader does it doesn't mean it, it, they, they shouldn't do it. Yeah, it's it's it, right. It and and I think a consistent. bad reader will think, oh, the like, I think I found a plot hole or whatever. It's like, yes, no, like you're just being a, a bad reader. Like you're not, you're not reading than the, the writing yeah. on the wall. Yeah. You have to have everything spelled out for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't you know, don't take that out on the author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you can wait to the end of the story, see how it finishes and then, and then if you find plot holes, okay, yeah. congratulations. But yeah, in the middle of a story, uh, thinking that you're cleverer um, than the people who created it, uh, it, it is a losing cause. Yeah, because you, you don't know more about what's going on than they do. So, Yeah, although uh, let me just go on a small sidebar here to say most people don't understand what a plot hole is. Yeah. Like, Basically, if a character comes to a fork in the road and there are two ways that they could choose to proceed and they choose one over the other, someone will think of what the other option was and say, I found a plot hole. I'm yeah. like, well, no, no, that's not that's not a failing of the mechanics of the world. That's just like, you know, that's the story. <laughs> that's the story. Like a character made a choice and it's a, it's a choice you wouldn't have made. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't make it a plot hole. Uh, so people just seem to be. For all the story we're consuming, people seem to be getting worse and worse at it. Um, 
But I, I also think fair. that just no, I don't think it is fair. Like I well, said, no, no, it, no, no, I disagree no, with that. No, 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 no. Because no, I think no, there are now fair, more people. It's a, it's a fair observation to make. I don't think the observations are fair. I think it's saying that. People, oh yes, we, we, right. We are getting right. the worse impression is that people stories. are getting worse at it. Yes, that's a fair. The assessment problem of, is of bad of readers have stories. more microphones now. Well, yeah. Um, yeah you know, yeah. Uh, you know, bad readers used to just be bad at reading and, and sit there, sit it, sit in their wrongness and be wrong. And now they have, uh, you know, Twitter and Reddit and podcasts and things like that. Uh, not us, obviously. Everything we say about stories is true. Oh, uh, we, um, yeah, we're, we're never wrong. But, lawless observations. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, I think I think there there is there is because everything now is is so overanalyzed and 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 talked about and discussed everywhere. You yeah, you just hear you hear well, more a of all for the hot take, yeah. right? It's like yeah. uh, you know, people can't just say mm, that was really good. I enjoyed that, and talk about what they enjoyed. Like you've got to find a flaw with something and that's what makes you an engaged reader. And yeah, I completely yeah. disagree. I think an engaged reader is saying, let's see what the author was doing here. Let's pick up the pieces. And, you know, and then there's always that second treat of like, I don't even think the author intended this, but I really, really enjoyed X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or if it goes somewhere. Yeah. Where you, 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 you know, wait and see to the end of the story, see how it goes. And then you can decide whether you liked it or not. Cause I think the, the, the way I look at it is, is did where the story go make sense for what was set up? And I can judge that yes or no. And then separate from that is, well, did I enjoy that or not? Right. And those things, those things are, are independent. You know, I can like how a story got to, I, that makes logical sense. I like what they did there. I didn't enjoy that as a story choice though, you know, but that doesn't, I, I, I can separate those things, you know, and and, and I think you know, uh, yeah, no, I I I I agree there. I, I think there there is um there's more of that going on now in terms of how how we as a culture and society consume stories than I think there there had been in the past. Um, that maybe probably overall in the end is a negative, but you know, I think there's a lot of good things that come out of it too. There are definitely positives of more people looking at stories more critically and 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 analyzing them. Um. I think you, you, you just got to take the the good with the bad in that. Case. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and yeah, I would rather have more voices participating, even if a lot of the voices annoy me. Yeah. Um. Then yeah. then have it be just like the few elites who are allowed to come out on things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you, you have to do more work to weed out the, the 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 bad actors, but there are. I think there there is now more room for 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 better and good voices. So yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so we're halfway through the list of characters now. So we got uh, Aaliyah Liss, uh, Stephen, who has committed suicide. Yes. Although I suspect we will learn more and more about Stephen as we go yeah. on. Um, we have Mitchell, who will just knock out real quick because there's not a lot to say about him. Yeah, Mitchell's He's kind of a loyal jock. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, he, he seems nice enough, but dogmatically loyal to yeah. his friends, his family, and the colony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and is the one who, you know, he's always threatening to beat up Sam to get information. And well, uh, and they talk about another thing they mention here is that he's been training for the fights, and we don't know what that is. Oh yeah, you we know, know we haven't seen that. Yet. You know, I think you can, you can, you can hazard a guess and be pretty good about it that 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 maybe their form of entertainment is some sort of boxing MMA kind of thing. Like, yeah, how stupid can you be in a yeah. small colony? 
just, you know, yeah. clinging to survival to do some like contact yeah, sport it, of it, any it, kind. Yeah, it, it, combat sport too. Yeah, like right. intentionally try to beat someone up. But no, so we, like we, they we should get have a, chess matches on Friday yeah. nights. That's what yeah, they we, should. And everyone should watch them. Be a lot better than 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 the fights there. But we 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 see that there that he has. That, that that seems to be his path there. So yeah, he is he does come off as kind of the dumb jock there. And again, he is he reacts literally violently uh to 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 Steven to Steven's death. Um, but then also like apologizes too. Like he understands that like he overstepped there and that he he has this maybe he this this rageful side, which maybe feels it you know, um explains why he's going into to being a fighter here maybe he has some some emotional control problems but yeah outside of that we don't see much other, you know other than he he doesn't seem to like sam he doesn't trust sam you know again this goes into the mystery of what Aaliyah is looking into when it comes to steven is is what if any was sam's role in this because she gets a sense that he knows more than he is letting on and she wants to go and investigate and Mitchell just wants to go beat him up against the answers, you know. And and if he doesn't have answers, he just wants to beat him up anyway, you know. That's just kind of Mitchell is 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 the the answers are are like secondary, you know. If we get them, great. Right. He just wants to punch somebody, and and I I I and, and that that just kind of who he is there. Um, but, yeah, uh, and I think he's a hard one because I think he's slightly caricaturized so far. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. in broad strokes, if I can caricaturize even further, he is a stand in for a type of person who probably isn't reading this book. Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah. And and so I, I suspect, you know, with it being a small cast ensemble, he's going to have more depth revealed as we go on. You know, I yeah, think I, a smart reader fair. would assume yeah. Yeah. That, would be, that he will either grow or that our understanding of him will grow. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, and probably both. But at this point, he does he's not, like you know, you know, in the first arc, drawn football yes. player, yeah. uh, and the type of guy who probably doesn't read books. Yeah, no, um, no th- w- without question, he is not given much. And and uh, part of me think I I think you you read that at least I read that and think like th- this character is too much of a caricature. Like there has to be more. Like we have to get more. So I, I I accept it now because like yeah uh, he he's way too one note and he doesn't get enough page time um, to right. like justify it, like his reactions. Sam, yeah. Who is our last character to talk about here is uh, also mysterious. We don't actually know that much about him, but we have almost the complete opposite impression. We're like there's so yes. much going on under the surface. Yes. Yeah, because uh, we see him with Karen, his his adoptive mother. We see. His, we saw him in how he reacted to Stephen, even that first issue. You know, I just trying to do the math on this. When did when did Karen become an adjective in society? Um, oh, I was like, yeah. was it was this an intentional naming, or was it just like we just uh, I need mean, a well, generic the, white lady? These voice? issues came out. You know, they they came out in in 2018. I think uh, issue one was July 2018. So July through October 2018. I, it was slightly before I heard Karen being circulated to describe like any generic it, 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 white it was woman. It, it, it was it was probably in there um it, well i mean although i don't know i mean they gave her the short haircut too so i mean like there's a lot going I know. on there yeah there's a lot going on there but and it's but, like but, you know she can't speak to the manager she is the manager let yeah, me just yeah, say yeah. the last thing that i'd like to observe well i mean not the last thing but uh just one big observation this looks like a colony from earth sent out by me 
because it's just as far as I can tell, humans and cats. Oh, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's the have, last thing. Yeah, yeah like, they don't have cattle. They don't have livestock. I don't yeah. think. Uh, uh, no, they, 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 have, they have they have they have agriculture. Um, there's farming, but yeah, they, they don't. Yeah, appear I'd to be have, fine yeah. living in a vegetarian bubble on a nice planet with surrounded by cats. Yeah, there are uh, a lot of a lot of cats. level. A lot uh, of cats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly they don't have like a spay neuter program on the colony. So I think what they've really built is a cat colony. <laughs> like yeah. Eventually the humans will be gone because the cats aren't offing themselves. No, um, no, 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 no. They they are they are multiplying. Prolific. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, so I mean, um So anyway, it, so Sam. It, yeah, but but I think Sam, so as we see at, towards the end of uh at, or I guess not towards the end, at the end of 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 issue four, there's Aaliyah finally gets kind of a breakthrough and and Sam reveals because you know we had seen in the first issue that Sam was out in the airlock and then Steven went and joined him and then there was a there was a, a lost in translation moment where we see something being said to each other and then all of a sudden Steven's out of the airlock and he's in the frost and he's gone you know and so here we get at the end of four we we get what is said and and we see that that steven is going to sam and says it's up to you to save them sam you and Aaliyah follow it down and then you know follow it down these whatever these ominous words are um you know that that's what we're left with and that's like the last things that last words that steven had to anybody uh before he stepped out into the frost and so you know this now becomes the mission that you can assume going forward of of Steven specifically saying that it, it, it's you and you and Elias, Sam, it's the two of you guys, you guys have to go do this. And so, you know, there, I think launches what the next mystery is of, 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 of the next arc of what we're going to see of, again, these parallel tracks, our kids are going to be doing this. They're going to be following whatever, whatever Steven was cryptically talking about. And on the outside, you know, we see the, the various groups there trying to, somehow melt the ice and break up the ice that's formed on their dome from the big storm that's hit, you know? So it's, it's, how do we, how do we navigate these two different paths? The one of just sheer survival, right? Which is, which is if we don't get the ice off of this, the, the dome collapses and we die. And this idea of discovery of figuring out what this mystery is, you know, follow it down, which Stephen claims is about saving society. But when, when you leave a, you know, a cryptic message you don't know, but it is this See, that, idea of this, seeing this, what's next. This is the one thing that, uh, like, uh, okay, I'm here for it. And by the way, the back cover of the collected trade, follow it down. Yes, are the yeah. big letters on the back, yeah. and um, follow it down. It, that that is the name of of, of volume the mantra, two. right? Yeah, well, it, it, it's 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 the it's the, the the what they what they name volume two is called follow it down. So. Right, but for the entire collected series, it's still yeah. like follow it down is the theme. It is that, so, that is. I, I just uh, I recently started watching The Good Place. Did you ever see that show? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at the end of season one, she has this brief window to write herself a message, and you know, give it to the robot, and then she'll have it when her memories reset. And she chooses to write "Find Cheaty," and I'm like, why wouldn't you write "Not Good Place" yeah. and like save yourself a lot of time instead of "Find Cheaty," who's also having his memory wiped? Uh, you know, it worked out serendipitously. And so I always think whenever I'm always questioning what characters choose to write when they have these little messages uh, or not Penny's boat. I was thinking that I was also thinking, thinking back to paper girls when, when they find KJ's oh, yes. field and, hockey stick. And, yes. And, the field and, hockey stick. I can't remember and, what was on it. 
yeah it, it, it was it's basically like like uh it, it basically don't trust other Aaron or something like that you know but of course at that point there are two other errands you know there is there is right the present Aaron and, and the, the the teen clone from the future so it's like well you know you're sending this back to the past so you know there are multiple errands there but again it's the idea of at least in time travel of well, I've already written this message, so I got to write the same one again. But I, I understand where you're going with the idea of when you only have a few moments to deliver the incredibly important information. Like, why are you choosing to be cryptic about it? Right? Like, what does follow it down mean? You know, that can mean a lot of things. Why not be a little more specific? Because um, it, it isn't like he was running out of time there. They're just standing in the airlock. And the next thing he's going to do is walk out of the airlock. So, like, why can't you? take an extra 10 seconds and be a little more specific about what you're talking about, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah don't yeah. trust other Aaron, by the way, I just scrolled through. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and then I remembered like, Oh, paper girls is built on stringing together things like that because, yeah. um, is it, is it Tiff who goes in at the end and places all the dreams in their heads yes. and yeah. they're all yeah. decrypting those clues the entire time. Yes. And yeah. you know, their moonwalk, uh, you know, yeah. all of the eighties references. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, meaning, yeah. Oh, retrace your steps, go backwards. Uh, yeah, yeah. so anyway, uh, all of the little time, every, like every time a character has to give a little clue, yeah. I'm always like, I guess in a pinch, people don't think of the perfect answer, but, and again, this is my, like, uh, me, like, putting myself in that situation saying like, could I have come up with something better in a short amount of time? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not calling this, a plot hole and i think a lot of people would like no one would yeah. write that it's like uh they might you know yeah. and, and until we learn what follow it down means we can't really judge whether yeah. those were good last words or not yeah 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 no i i i agree but there, there is that is um that isn't a plot hole but that is definitely a well-worn trope story trope of yeah of the last words the last message being cryptic of the person delivering it, having the best of intentions of like, right. Trying to help yeah, you. Yeah. 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 But giving and, you but, something but also, yeah, but like trusting, a big tangled mess, trusting that you're going to figure this out when maybe they could have given you a little more information. Maybe they could, maybe they couldn't have, I don't know, but they're giving you a slightly cryptic message, knowing that you're going to figure it out. Maybe with the idea that the journey to figuring it out is as important as what like, the answer actually I is. open at the close. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. all of the Albus Dumbledore's entire will. Yes. Everything exclusively about exclusively yeah. constructed. Yeah. To, like, to be a puzzle. Down. Right. To be a puzzle. To be figured out. And when you also could just been like, dude, here's what's up in this. You know, I could just told you. Yeah. So, and your one-on-one lessons for a year. Um, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Maddening stuff. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, it, but it, it does. It's a. It, it is a well-worn trope because I think it, it is effective because now you're left with. You, you know, Ali has been so focused on what did he say to you? You know, what were his last words? What did he say? You were there. If you tell me what this is, this is the answer I need. This is the closure I need. And then Sam tells her and it's like, oh, no, that isn't closure at all. All that does is open up what the next mystery is. You know, it's, you know, and and that's we see that's kind of what Sam's been dealing with. The idea of there is this next thing I have to do when, uh, you know, Ali has been so focused on. Get me this answer. When I have this, I can move on. I can close the door and accept that Steven's gone, only to find out that his last words, the thing she's been looking for, is actually the thing that's going to is going to propel her 
into another mystery, you know, in, in, into into another quest, another journey, um, which sets up for for the next book again. So it's a trope because it uh, because it works, you know. Right. Well, and some of that is just like as an author, sometimes you just have to play the game. You just have to yeah. be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is how yeah. storytelling works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, and- I love when someone gets transgressive and, you know, violates those things. Mm-hmm. But if everyone did that, then there'd be nothing comes against. Right. Well, yeah. If everyone did that, then that becomes the norm. And then. It, the, and then the you're rebellious to back. go back to the to the original thing yeah exactly so. exactly yeah no, no, it's, it's not a criticism uh, a criticism of the story because it's a it's all about it's all about how well it's done and i think here um i i like its depiction it isn't the best depiction but i like it the idea of you know because because we get we get it shines some light on why sam has been so isolated here because like the last thing his friend said to him was like you got to save everybody, and then uh, then he leaves. Right. So like he's carrying that burden. So when you find out what exactly it is, what exactly was said to him, and you then you can look back and be like, oh, for the last couple of days he's been dealing with this thing that like, um, his friend maybe at, at this point we see maybe Sam's only friend is basically telling him it is on you to save everybody, and then his friend just kind of pieces out, and so he's he's left with this idea of. A, I got to save everybody, but also B, he was there. So he's probably carrying some guilt of like, well, could I have stopped him? You know, like, what did right. I do? Well, there? I mean, you know? the other thing, uh, I guess my last thought here is that now we've got this pairing of Aaliyah and Sam, mm-hmm. both interested in the truth. Yeah. Aaliyah has been given free reign from her parents. In fact, encouraged to say, yeah, clearly you're not going to have your head on straight until you sort this out. Go sort this out. Sam presumably has the complete opposite orders yes because because and his his is mother is in terror yeah yeah right? yeah because whatever's about to be exposed his mother's at the top of it yes um and whether it's something that she's actively doing that he would be exposing or something that is happening that she's permitting or aware of or something that has happened on her watch even if she's not aware of it it's all bad Right. Yes. When you're in charge of it, it like whatever something fishy is happening mm-hmm. it's all bad whatever you know whether you were uh, in on it and responsible or whether you were asleep at the wheel and responsible in that way. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's no, all no, bad I, for her. Yeah. What, which is, which what, what makes it such a great pairing because there is that tension there of, of again, we have a Leah Same level who, of curiosity, totally yeah. different environments in terms yeah. of consequence. Yeah. Cause, cause again, Aaliyah is wired. We've seen she's literally all about discovery. The, the most important thing is just finding out what's there. Almost almost completely disregarding any consequences, you know, in a way she's a, she's a, she's still, she's a kid. She's young, little naive there. Um, But she, she, she has the mindset of, of the most important thing is just finding out what's there and not really thinking about what comes, what potentially comes next. And I think you have Sam who is probably going to be a little torn about that. Yeah. He wants the finances, wants to know, but there is a part of him that's like the, we're supposed to save everybody, but like, what if this actually brings everybody down? Like, what what if this? What if saving everyone means like destroying everything we have already? You know, is is that worth it? And, and I think it comes from his perspective of again, who is his mother, who his guardian is, the fact that Karen is the person in charge here. Um, while while Aaliyah's parents comes from, you know, she's raised in a family of 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 discoverers, of of free thinkers. You know, and so that pairing, I think, is. There's a natural tension there that I think is interesting. 
Yeah. Um, well, that's all I've got for volume one. I mean, I'm, I, I absolutely adored these first four issues. I, yeah. I don't yeah. think they could have done anything more to hook yeah. me in. I was just like, it was great characters. Uh, there were no unnecessary characters. You know, there weren't no. just yeah. extra people talking on panels and you're like, who is that? Do I need to remember who that is? Like yeah. it helped me keep the level of focus that I like to have. Sure. Sure. Like, sure, sure, sure. I'm in a and, small yeah. community and yeah. I know everybody and now we can move forward with the story and yeah. we can introduce more people, but like so many books in the first issue will have, you know, 20 different people talking and you yeah. almost forget who your main character is. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas here we have this like laser focus on keep it, it's pretty streamlined. Yeah. It, on the, it, it's the smallest town in the universe. Yes, it, it, it is. No, I, I, I agree. I, I enjoy, and I think, I, I think these types of stories, again, th- this sub genre of, of science fiction is one that I'm, I don't know necessarily drawn to, but I, I have consumed a lot of, I, I obviously, I mentioned Battlestar Galactica, the, uh, the reboot that sci-fi did, um, sci-fi channel just did a, uh, uh, as we record this, they they had recently wrapped up a, a new show called The Ark, which again is a very similar thing. The idea of Earth is dying, so we're sending out we're sending out these 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 various ships out in the world to places that we think are going to be habitable. Um, you know, there, a, a lot of comics deal with this kind of thing, um, and the, there are stories that I think I'm drawn to. I think because of the the potential for for allegory, the temp the the potential for um, showing I mean, ways to yeah, comment any, on society. Any show that does those yeah. things and doesn't introduce allegory. Now, not yeah. like a flattened one-dimensional yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. cheap propaganda thing, yeah. but like anyone who wastes and squanders that opportunity, uh, that's to me is one of the greatest sins you can commit. Oh, no. And, because and, yeah, sci-fi and, yeah. implies allegory. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and I think, I think is that, and I think this specific type of this, the, 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 Last Ark of Humanity or Isolated Colony of Humanity, Last Hope for that. The that I think is is really really fertile ground, and and, and fertile ground for for setup of story that I'm just attracted to. And yeah, I think these first four issues, this first volume of of Apo Zero, I think it really does that. It sets it up, um, and it, it's funny until you mentioned it, it, it didn't even click to me, or I didn't bump on it. The fact that there really isn't any action. Like that didn't even that that's not even in my notes as well, an now observation. You and I are both fans of like expositional action. Well, yeah, like, but, but uh, like also when but, I saw the movie, uh, the Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. uh, I felt like I'd seen an action movie because <laughs> it was uh, the, well, the way the it's cut and dialogue, all that stuff. Yeah. right? The way it's cut and it's three acts. It's like a three act play that is all people standing around talking. Yeah, yeah. but I was so riveted that I felt like. Oh yeah, I'm all amped up the same way I was after I saw like Ford v Ferrari, and um, <laughs> sure. it's it's a sickness. But I that's an interesting observation because that that is nowhere in my notes about well nothing really happened like it, it, and but I wasn't even aware of it. I, I wasn't oh aware of it enough to notice that all the action was just people talking. Because I was, because for me, I was so engrossed. I'm so tied in with the characters, and I just like the, the the situation that they're in. That then that struggle, that tension between um, surviving or thriving. You know that, that the, the the thing that Stephen says, the idea of are you just living or do you have something to live for? What are we doing besides just trying to make it to the next day? I'm so enwrapped in, in, enraptured and, and engrossed with that that I don't even notice that nothing, quote unquote, happens. 
you know right well, and yeah all and i talking. frankly yeah. would have lost respect i would have lost interest in it if there was like a pointless chase scene or something mm-hmm. just to depict action sure yeah. um yeah, because the, 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 the most action is the dog ball scene. like right right yeah. <laughs> the uh, most which action. Is one, one yeah. page and yeah. they're throwing yeah. a ball back and forth yeah yeah um, yeah but I think a lot, like a lot of lesser writers, would not have resi- resisted the urge, or you know, studio or editor notes or whatever, to say like, oh, why don't you throw like a car chase in here? Like, why don't somebody have something somebody else needs and they have to go through? And you, you know, then you can like show us the whole, you know, area, and uh, we can have oh, like you know what? some some adrenaline. I, I'm even I'm, I'm even thinking about it right now how they could have done it in this specific thing, you know. The, the 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 storm hits the cell hits this big ice storm comes like some critical f- system could have failed during right, that. And you could have shown people frantically manually cranking things and yeah 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 and, yeah uh, except that doesn't know, happen heading yeah. to the panels of this big wave coming in yeah. but not seeing it means you have to imagine it yeah and yeah, like yeah. we still haven't seen what this pile of ice on top of their big dome yeah looks yeah. like like yeah, no. i'm like is this like a couple hundred feet of snow or is this miles deep yeah of snow you just have no idea how grave the situation is other than what they're saying about it exactly all, all you know is what if they're taking it seriously and they're having the meetings about it then well that that should be all you need right because they've as they mentioned this has happened before you know it happened before and it didn't go so well there were casualties that's where that's where sam lost his parents and so you know they're they they understand the severity of the situation and that's conveyed to us here, um, you know, just based on their reaction to it. And, and I think that's all you need to, to get into it. Cause yeah, they're, they're, they don't need to, they don't need to force you into anything of, Oh, the storm happens. And you know, the, I don't know, the life support system went out, the auction is, is, is going to go out or something like that. We got to scramble and make it and, and, and figure out how to fix that because that isn't actually what the story is about. It's not about surviving this specific ice storm, right? The story is about surviving in general and the right. larger sense of this has happened before this ice storm, this kind of thing. This is a hazard when you're on an ice planet. So it's happened before. It's going to happen again. So how do we deal with this when it does happen? You know, it's not specific to this one moment. Oh, this ice storm happened. And now the story is about how do we get everyone to survive because we lost some critical life support system. It's not about that. And so that action isn't important. It's about, it really is about the bureaucracy of the decision-making of what plan of action do we have? Because that's what the story is about. It's about long-term survival and, and how do we approach problems like this? Because this is going to happen again. We're going to solve this one now, but how do we solve the next one and the next one, the next one? And that's especially, you know, if they, if they like basically burn out their sky. Yeah. You know, that's literally keep burning your furniture to stay warm for a night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is one of the options they're talking about. So, yeah. uh, anyway, lots of great setup here. Uh, you, just a little bit of payoff. Like, she finally gets an answer out of Sam, which mm-hmm. was the payoff we were looking for in volume yep. one. Yep. Um, but like a good story, you get you get the answer that you wanted at the end of the first issue, but now you're at the end of four and you've got much bigger questions. Yeah. Um, like so why there's so many cats. Great setup. <laughs> I never question why there's so many cats. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I, I think if I could retire at Hemingway's uh, house, I would. Well, then also, you, you know, the, the, the last shot there, uh, I know you, you, you're focused on the cats there, but there's obviously this giant looming shadow 
uh, as well. You know, I got to be they're, honest they're, with you. I was focused on the cats. I did not see the child. I was, making, I was making a joke, dude. And, and you're like, no, no, nope, nope, no, no, that's that. just 100 genuine. Yeah. So if you notice on the um, final panel of issue four, when you see you, you see about 50 cats there um, uh, and yeah, there is a giant shadow. There's something looming over them. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, that's how we end. That's how we end the first draft. So, yeah, there are all these other questions here of why there's so many cats. What's this big shadow? You know, we we find out a little more about the, um, you know, one thing we didn't mention is that um, Sam is kind of obsessed over this hologram, this hologram message right. from from the, uh, the 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 GAP, the the Genship Ancestry Project. You know, so he only has a fragment of this message from from this girl who. Again, we presume which is, long is being dead. suppressed, right? Like they yes. do not want the people in the colony to see stuff from society past well, yeah, or from the colony. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. we're trying to figure out. Well, where do you find this? What is the Genship Ancestry Project? Um, why is this file corrupted? Uh, all, all this thing, and so that's kind of you, you see that's kind of Sam's driving force. The thing that we didn't talk about in terms of he is obsessed over this thing, over this message. Um, what is she saying? Who is this girl? And, and, and is there there's a uh, there's a, a Luke Skywalker aspect to it of like what's the rest of this message? Like I got to figure. Right. I I have this first part of it. I have to know what the rest of this is. And so I think for the reader here, we're we're left with the idea of okay, what is the GAP? What is this ancestry project? Why why is no one else? Why is Sam hiding this? You know, like if he has this thing, why is he hiding it? Why is it so important to him? And, and why can he not go to anyone else, any of the adults, and ask them about him? Because, yeah, I think you're right. The idea is this has either been suppressed or it's been forgotten, you know, or a combination of both. It was suppressed to the point that it has been forgotten. Because as we mentioned, we, we find out that they've been, they've been, this colony has existed for over 200 years. So at some point, this was a thing that was part of their society and now isn't anymore. You know, yeah, and it, Sam has come across it, and it, Sam is being driven by this. Yeah, and by the way, the quote on the very first page of the comic is the one that we end uh, chapter one with in yes. large letters. Uh, yes, I wish yes, I yes. could be there. Wish I could see all the incredible alien things. Yeah. And so you realize that the Genship Project had Aaliyah's sense of optimism and discovery mm-hmm. and hope. Yeah, um, that they're actively trying to extinguish uh, inside the colony now, 200 years later. Well, and, well, see, and it's well, piqued it, Sam's curiosity. Well, I, I, I think there's a question of it was, are they actively trying to distinct, uh, to extinguish that or had it already been actively dis- extinguished and now it just is non-existent anymore. You know? Right, yeah. People don't realize that it's yeah. been stamped out on purpose. Exactly. They, they, they have no memory of what had come before like the institutional memory of that has now been forgotten which may have been the point back initially we're going to suppress this actively so it becomes forgotten so generation generation generations go by they don't even know like they have no memory to forget because it doesn't even exist to them you know they don't have to try to ignore something because it's just it's completely out of sight out of mind because we're now so far removed from it so I think, yeah, there isn't the open question of where did Sam get this? Why does he think it's so important? Um, and, and, and how does and, and how does it tie into um, what he's trying to do with Aaliyah? Are these things together? 
you know are they the same quest are they different quests and I think that's that's what we're going to explore going forward yep uh, until then pick up volume 2 or read chapter 2 in the complete edition or issues 5 through 9 I believe it's it is five, 5 through 9 yep 5 through 9 and we will see you here next Thursday to continue our discussion of Outpost Zero peace